and welcome to the Press Republicans Press Pass Podcast. I'm Editor-in-Chief Joe LaTempleo and along with me today is Night Editor Ben Rowe and welcome to the 84th edition of the Press Pass Podcast right here in Plattsburgh, New York in lovely Clinton County in the beautiful North Country. Uh, another busy week. We keep having a lot of busy weeks, Ben, and uh, lots to talk about. But first of all, I think... Correct me if I'm wrong, but we are in the midst of pancake season. I don't like pancakes. I like waffles. Maple syrup season? There we go. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean. Because <laughs> we're having, we're seeing open houses, pancake breakfasts um, around the region, many maple sugaring operations that are opening their doors, inviting the public in. It's an annual treat. Everybody uh, loves to go each year. And I, I, it's one of my favorite times. You know what I like on a cold day even more than pancakes and maple syrup? Chili. No. Yes. You don't like a warm bowl of chili? <laughs> well, maybe in the it's afternoon. Because, yes, there's lots of pancake fests. But oddly enough, there's been a number of Chili fests over the past. We have one happening today, I believe. Ben Rowe, you are totally missing the point. No. The North Country is not known for chili. It, it is known be. for maple syrup. <laughs> it's produced widely in this region, and it's delicious, and it's a big seller for North Country products. Everyone knows that, Joe. I want to promote the chili fests. <laughs> Oh, but my yes, learned friend. There, there, yeah, there is no chili weekend, I suppose. There is maple weekends. Yes. Yes. And they're popular. They are. Do they have any in Essex County? I'm going to do a poll in the Sunday special this weekend. Chili or pancakes? <laughs> <laughs> no. Don't listen to them. <laughs> Did they have any what? Do they have any um, pancake <laughs> breakfasts in Essex County? Now you're getting pancakes, chili confused. Um... Do they? Not big ones. No, I think a lot of the big, like, what are the big um, big names up here? Parker, Sanger, uh, yes. a whole bunch of them. Actually, my neighbors when I was growing up, they had a um, uh, sugar house or whatever, uh, a place where they, yeah, they did all the tapping and all that stuff. So A lot of people do it. Yes. Small operations mm-hmm. at their farms or whatever. Mm-hmm. Their properties. It's cool stuff. Um, it is. It is. It's a big deal, and uh, it's that time of year. Everybody's out tapping and celebrating a new maple season. So I'm sure uh, plenty of people will go visit to many of these pancake breakfasts. And I've always liked the fact that the method of doing it hasn't really changed that much um, over centuries. You know, of tapping trees and that kind of thing. Sure, they've got more, you know, tubes and stuff like that. But is that still you? The people going out in the cold. Tapping trees, yeah. sucking the stuff out. Collecting so. the sap and it's, it's yes. boiling it down. It's amazing. It's, that's a real, it is a real like heritage around here. Yes. Uh, the generations that have gone out and made us syrup. Yes. It's a big deal. And um, I will say, I did have a conversation one time with a friend who doesn't live around here. And we were talking about the difference between um, maple syrup and pancake 
syrup, you know, the Aunt Jemima, that kind of the stuff. Store the store-bought one. Yes, you just can't compare. You know, it's funny you say that. <laughs> I grew up in Rochester, New York, mm-hmm. um, not known as maple country. Mm-hmm. And my whole life, I had store-bought pancake processed syrup. syrup. Yeah, yeah, pancake syrup, Aunt Jemima, whatever. Um, and when I came up here and first tried real maple syrup, yes. I was like in my 20s when I first tried it. Mm-hmm. And at first, I didn't like it. Interesting. Uh, but now, I love it. I love yes. it. I won't eat the other stuff anymore. It's got to be real. It tastes more real. Oh, yes. definitely. Definitely. So. Well, that's kind of like um, that over the weekend, I was over in Vermont and um, went to a Mexican restaurant over there. And um, I can't think what the name is off the top of my head. But um, it's the difference, the difference in all cuisines between eating like super processed fast food and eating the real deal where after you eat like a real deal mexican natural real mexican food you feel good after you eat like taco bell or like you know <laughs> fast food you feel uh you know it's just yes. not the same no it's not <laughs> and then is the fact that yeah that when you eat you know real maple syrup it's like wow this tastes so real, so good. <laughs> yes, it's definitely worth it. Uh, yes. So, so maybe I'll maybe we'll get out to one of these pancake breakfasts one of these times. Yes, maybe I will. Since I'm promoting it so much, maybe I'll get out to a chili fest sometime. <laughs> we actually, I will say that we did send reporter Luca Gross um, up to the Saranac New Land Trust a couple weekends ago for their big chili fest. Yes. And, um, and which there's is another one tomorrow. And there's another one tomorrow, yes, at the, uh, the Moose Lodge. The Moose Lodge in Plattsburgh. And um, is that for that Chili Fest, um, which we wrote a good um, report on up at the New Land Trust, they had that every year for a while. And they didn't have it for a couple of years due to COVID, right. in person anyway. And um, is that, you've been up to the Saranac New Land Trust, right? Many times. Yes. And is that the little... Um, We're members. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I got to look into that. <laughs> I mean, I love it up there. I could spend a whole podcast talking about that place, but it's just how cozy it is to go up there. And I went up there for one of the Trilly Fests one time. Cool. And yeah, just to go in the little clubhouse. And it's very back to nature. Kind yes. Of thing. So it's, it's cozy. It's, it is a nice place. Yes. But, and, you know, and that's the general vibe of it, Pancake and Trilly Fest. Is <laughs> you get out there, you know, um, I to be completely honest, I don't think I've ever been to um, one of the big um, Maple Weekend things. Um, the, oh, they're the fun. They're, they're they're very family oriented, and yes. uh, a lot. Of, you know, you bring the kids. They have so much to do, and it's it's a good time. Yes, I know. Um, press publican. Um, you know, um, staffer Jack Downs. He loves those, as far as I know. Is that he he goes to those a lot. So yeah, they seem like fun. Yep. Absolutely. So yes. So enjoy them warm foods <laughs> this time of year. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, moving on, we have several. Um, items that happened in the news this week that we covered. One of them we'll just touch on a little bit because it, it's still kind of developing and, and we, we can talk about it more maybe next week as it develops. Yes. The Plattsburgh City Police Department. Yes. Uh, the, the city uh, mayor and the common council received an anonymous letter from someone claiming to be a member of the department saying that there was um, racially insensitive and discriminatory language being used in the department. They specifically pointed to an incident involving the acting chief and a, a new recruit, uh, um, a black officer. Um, some things were allegedly said 
And um, this whole anonymous letter actually prompted the city to conduct an investigation. Um, which is, in and of itself, is a little unusual because people send anonymous letters all the time. Mm-hmm. And they, most of the time they usually don't amount to much. But this one seemed very specific and very knowledgeable, the letter writer did. And the accusations, you know, they're, they're, they're pretty hefty. Um, mm-hmm. It warranted an investigation. And uh, the mayor and the council, the um, public safety committee of the council, had an emergency meeting um, Thursday to discuss it. And they came out with... They're going to investigate, and the preliminary early results of the investigation today showed that the, the chief and this, this officer involved both denied anything happened that wasn't said, and um, they're denying it. So the investigation is continuing. The city does not know who wrote the letter, or I don't think anybody knows who wrote the letter other than the writer themselves, um, and that's where we're at. So... It's been an um, interesting time for the police department in the city over the past year or so. They still have an interim, interim chief, um, still trying to get a permanent chief. Um, I think a lot of folks in this town would like to see that, that resolved sooner rather than later because um, it's, it's, it would be nice to have a permanent chief in place running the department. Yes, yeah, and, you know, obviously this incident, you know, um, it fits into the current shifting atmosphere around policing in general. And um, obviously people are really sensitive to situations like this and accusations like this nowadays. So um, it's, I thought it was interesting to um, kind of see the city, um, you know, jump to attention and look into this. So um, and seemingly such a quick, I mean, it came out, what, the letter came out yesterday morning? Wednesday night. Wednesday night. Late Wednesday night it yeah. was sent, so everything went in motion yesterday, Thursday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So again, you know, um, the wheels started turning pretty quick, which no matter kind of how you feel about the circumstances, it's nice to, um, you know, get a quick response and have people looking into it, you know, quickly. Absolutely. And like I said, this is still developing, so yes. we'll, we'll touch on this more uh, probably next week. But mm-hmm. also this week, we had an interesting story um, from Franklin County, which we don't have um, nearly as much news from as we used to. Um, you know, as the industry changes, our coverage area shrinks. Um, but we still like to get out to Franklin County whenever we can. And we ran a story um, in yesterday's paper, Thursday's paper, yes, yes, of Harrison Place, the new big development on Main Street in Malone. Um, now, if you've ever been to Malone, if you're coming from the east and you're driving through the heart of the village, um, as you approach the river and the bridge, on your left, there was this major block of, uh, well, there was a whole bunch of stuff there, businesses, mm-hmm. apartments, uh, everything. And it was really old and decrepit and run down and dilapidated and unkempt. Um Harrison Place is going, and I think Citizens Advocate is is heavily involved in this. Mm. Um, It's a major development. The whole block was demolished, torn down, which was a site itself. Mm -hmm. It made the whole downtown look completely different. And now they're building this brand new, well, brand new whole block, really. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's going to be filled with all kinds of uh, 
uh, great things for the for the downtown Malone area, businesses, residences, offices, um, and it's a wonderful uh, addition to Malone in northern Franklin County. Yes, absolutely. And um, is that from the photo um, that ran with it? Is that looks like it's coming along well? Yeah. Um, 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 it's all wooden structure being uh, being built. Um, it's going to give, um, I think it's primarily residences. Yes, it's primarily a supportive housing with um, services for, um, you know, people needing that kind of thing exactly. to be able to, um, exactly. which is, you know, very noble. And is that, you know, um, and we've reported about this quite a bit, um, is that like with the developments in the town of Plattsburgh, there's a push toward both affordable housing and um, supportive housing, which has resources, again, for people um, with, um, you know, substance abuse, um, mental health issues, and that kind of thing, which is, you know, I personally, I always appreciate reading about that, is that not only, you know, is the housing that keep people housed, but they have um, services right there that they don't have to, you know, go too far to um, seek out. Yes, so. that is the trend we're seeing more and more, and it, it, it is a good thing. And that will help the region of Malone, uh, because not only was that building an eyesore, um, mm-hmm. it was a rough area. I mean, mm-hmm. there, there, was, there were some trouble spots. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's literally all been wiped out. And we got this beautiful new development, and we, we wish them well. We hope it goes well, and we can't wait to see it finished. It will change the whole landscape. Yes, and, you know, um, from what I've read, I remember reading early stories talking about the efforts to organize different groups and different funding and that kind of thing to make this project a reality. So I think there's been a lot of work put into put into it. Yeah, so. yeah, it'll it'll be a major change for the area. Yes. Um, every time I think of Malone, I think of hanging out there for a week while we were everybody was chasing uh, Richard Matt and David Sweat. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, and I don't even remember why I went there. Um, I remember I went over to Malone. During the last big eclipse a couple of years ago, when everyone was getting all crazy about how that, I, actually that might have been because that was right in the path of where it was. And I remember that day, I'm like, oh, I gotta go over there. And I remember going over and people wandering around looking up at the eclipse, the partial eclipse back then. Which reminds me is that actually I have a Facebook, <laughs> a Facebook reminder the other day reminded me that we have the next big eclipse is going to be passing over us next year, twenty twenty four. Yes, yes, this is the one the town of Plattsburgh is already marketing. Yes, and it's a couple others are already marketing. Uh, come to Plattsburgh and you'll be in perfect viewing position. Yes, I forget the last one was like what 2018, 2018? It was pre COVID. Yeah. yeah, and um, is that I was thinking, man, that seems so far away, and now here we are. The, Supposed to pass like yes directly over. It's supposed so. to be perfect spot. Yeah, and now in twenty forty six we're going to get hit by an asteroid. Well, yeah, I don't have a Facebook <laughs> reminder for that one. But, um, yes. So, but yes, Malone again. Malone is a, a lovely community, and um, this will only um enhance it. So, um, absolutely. And also, last Saturday, I had the distinct pleasure of attending the United Way of the Adirondack Region annual uh, dinner to celebrate the end of their campaign. Um, it's, it's a grand affair. They had it at the Adirondack Room of the Butcher Block, and 180 people were there. And uh, they celebrated their, their campaign and named the, their Citizen of the Year, and they highlighted a, um, a special Alice family. 
um, that receives uh, services. Alice, A-L-I-C-E. Let me see if I get this. <laughs> Asset limited, income constrained, employed. That's for people who have a job, they work, but they don't really make enough money to get everything they need, all the necessities of life. And we know that's a real thing. Yes. <laughs> uh, unfortunately. Um, so this family, they um, uh, received some help from the United Way to get a pellet stove um, when they needed to heat their home, um, when they uh, uh, were, were struggling to, to deal with everything um, prior to the winter. Um, their story is unique. They bought an apartment uh, or a home in Lion Mountain with a rental property and to help them you know, bring in revenue. And then COVID hit, and mm-hmm. tenants stopped paying rent. Mm-hmm. A lot of them did. Yes. And they were, you know, the government said, you can't force them out. Mm-hmm. It's COVID, this and that. So they struggled with that. But the United Way helped them, and um, they had a nice uplifting story, and it was a, a nice event uh, for them. And Connie Willie of Champlain Valley Family Center uh, was named Citizen of the Year. Um, for her efforts in helping provide uh, substance abuse and mental health services um, throughout the region. Connie's been there, I think she's been the director since 2000, 2001. Um, She's done a great job. Um, She has an uplifting story as well. And it was just a nice night to celebrate um, because the theme was inspiring. Inspiring people, basically. And that's what the United Way does. They they serve over 80,000 people a year through, I think, 44, 45 agencies. Um, um, it's an amazing effort. And John Bernardi, the president and CEO, is, does a wonderful job uh, connecting people, getting them things they need, and working with these agencies. And we're happy and glad to have the United Way of the Adirondacks serving our region. Yes, and um, it was actually uh, Luis and Cristal. Cristal, uh, yes, not Chantal. Uh, sorry. Yeah, no. <laughs> really, really sorry. They were really nope. nice. It's the, um, they spoke very well about um, the fact that the United Way, it's people helping people. You know, it's, that it's not from some far away place. You know, it's local community donations and that kind of thing. Um, helping to support your neighbors and that kind of thing. So, Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Which I thought was really nice is that, um, um, let me see, um, we were so fortunate to people in the community that helped us out. So yeah, so again, you know, it's, um, I think, when I think about the United Way, you often hear people saying, well, if I give to this group, this national group, it's going to help somebody far away, you know, is that if I donate to the national whatever group, it's going to help somebody in Boston or somebody in Los Angeles. But when you donate the United Way around here, the United Way of the Adirondack, yeah. is that it helps people right here, <laughs> people in your neighborhood. Yeah, in and the th- their campaign goal was over $650,000 this year, which I'm pretty sure they exceeded. Um, and it, that's tough. Mm-hmm. Donor dollars, getting them is hard these mm-hmm. days. There's so much competition. Mm-hmm. And the United Way has, um, you know, they're really good at it. They know what they're doing. Um, mm-hmm. Their their campaign goals used to be higher. 
But times are tough, have been tougher, and um, it's hard to get as much. Mm-hmm. But still, over $650,000 a year, that goes a long way nothing to, sneeze to at. provide services for folks in need around here. Absolutely. So, yes, and always nice to celebrate that. Indeed. And that was the second time I've gone to the dinner. The first time I went was 2020, and it was like the weekend right before COVID. That's right. It really blew up. And I remember everybody was, like, hesitant about shaking hands (laughs) and stuff. And so it was nice to be back there and be a little more comfortable um, with the setting. Yes, actually, um, yes, that, geez, March 10th today we're recording this. It's almost that day. <laughs> yeah, we're actually three <laughs> years in. And yes. COVID is still, still a thing. We gotta, we gotta have like some type of a, I don't know, call it a holiday, but we need to decide on what day it was. I've heard some people say the 12th, I've heard some people say the 15th. <laughs> I think it's the 13th. The 13th? It was a Friday the 13th. That's when the NBA shut down. That's true. <laughs> we'll, have to, um, we'll have to have a COVID memories um, podcast soon. Yes, we, well, so we can do are, it next week. Yes, sure. those are always um, interesting. Um, regardless, it's been three years. Yes, three long years. Three long headache-filled <laughs> years, if you ask me. Yes. Well, it's, it's always funny to me. I was thinking about this the other day, and again, with the whole eclipse memory. Is that it seems like life was just going along, you know, 20, 2017, 2018, 2019, then bam, we blink and suddenly it's 2023. <laughs> Time just flew. Unbelievable. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Um, yes. But, you know, you look back on things and, you know, at the time we were all like, ah, COVID, what do we do? But, we battled through it like everybody else. Yes. Um, it was certainly interesting times, and it will make for great stories to tell someday. It will, yes. Now you live in interesting times. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, but, yeah, we'll do a COVID roundup story. Yes. Uh, show coming up. Um, I mean, other than that, uh, maybe we can talk a little bit about, at, uh, as we wrap up here, um, this is and was the last couple weeks have been huge sports weeks for the North Country. Oh, yes, tons of true. stuff going on high school playoffs, sectionals, and basketball, hockey, uh, I think it's bowling, swimming, gymnastics, all of it. Uh, quite a busy few weeks. Um, and tomorrow, Saturday, March 11th, yes, March 11th, yes, um. Couple local teams will be playing in the um, state tournament playoffs tomorrow. The Saranac girls basketball team is playing Albany Academy, I believe, at Hudson Valley Community College, and the Seton girls they're playing down there as well. Um, they have a good shot at uh, advancing to the final four in the state, as do Saranac. Although Saranac has a tough game, but. They're a good team. They've won 21 in a row, 20 in a row, mm-hmm. so good for them. And the Scroon Lake boys, I believe, are also playing. So good luck to all those teams. The Saranac boys hockey team is playing in the Final Four against highly seeded, top seeded, I think, Pelham in Buffalo. That's going to be a tough game. But they made it 
to the Final Four. So good for Sarek. And the big events tomorrow at Plattsburgh State. Both men's and women's hockey team are playing in the first round of, or yes, the NCAA tournament. The women play at three. They're hosting Middlebury. Long-time rival Middlebury at three o'clock um, in the first round game. And the men are hosting Norwich. I think it's Norwich. Yes, I um, believe it is. At seven o'clock tomorrow night at the Ronald B. Stafford Ice Arena. Plattsburgh State Hockey. Now, it's been a premier program on the men's side since the early 80s. They've uh, won a few national championships. They've won numerous SUNYAC championships and won a few ECA championships back in the day, I believe. Um, And it's had a few down years in recent times, but now it's back. And it's back in full luster. And I believe the game is sold out. And that should be a raucous, um, fun event tomorrow night for the men's Plaster State men's hockey game. Prior to that, you have <laughs> the women's game at 3 o'clock. Now, we talk about the men's storied program. The women, by far, are the premier D3 women's hockey program in the country. Mm-hmm. Since they became a team in I think it was the 2000-2001 season. Um, They have dominated. They've won seven national titles, four in a row at one point, and so many conference titles, um, so many uh, All-Americans. I love that team. (laughs) I go to most of their games. My my daughter played college hockey, and my other daughter played high level too, so I'm really into the women's hockey game. And... They have another chance to win another national championship uh, this weekend. And it will be real interesting to see how that game goes. Um, I hope they get just as big a crowd as the men do. Because they deserve it. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it reminds me that, again, before working here, um, I wasn't um, as in tune to sports in general. Um, But then to hear... And to come to understand that, yeah, the SUNY Plattsburgh, you know, Cardinal women's hockey team, they're not just good locally. They're not just good up here at the little corner of North Country. They're a, they're a, a fantastic, legendary team nationally, as you were saying, is that they are really good. Oh, no, <laughs> Like, you know, no you question. can't, you know, you can't undersell them. They are a very good program. <laughs> yes, and, and and I still, we've talked about this before, I still don't understand why they don't generate the crowds that the men do. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you go check out a women's hockey game, it's a great brand of hockey. Yes, there's no checking, mm-hmm. there's no hitting, and, and, and violence, I guess, if you will, in, in the women's game like there is the men's side, but it's still, it's a beautiful game. There's great skating, Great skill, great passing. Um, they can shoot it. It's it's really enjoyable to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is uh, I always remember um, back when I um, photographed it was um, that yeah that yes you don't have the physical element that you have for the men's games, but it seemed to me is that it was much more of an agile game for the women. Is that you know there's a lot more kind of bobbing and weaving and that kind of thing, which is you know a mix for exciting um, exciting hockey when you have to you know. Have be on your toes a little bit more. So. Oh, definitely. It's mm-hmm. um, it's a lot of fun. So we wish 
um, all the best to those two teams as well and uh, the Saranac boys and all our, our basketball teams. Um, and then we'll see what happens. I mean, we, we continue to plan our sports coverage every day here. And yes. <laughs> we always have to wait. Okay, who won, who lost, who's still alive. Um, so it can make it kind of hairy. <laughs> it can make it kind of tough. Mm-hmm. But it's fun to to keep track of these teams and uh, figure out um, who's going to go where to cover what. Oh yeah, no, it's um, it's a lot of teams. <laughs> um, you can't um, undersell that. You know, there's a lot of teams around our coverage area. But um, but yeah, it is fun, and it's always it's the grand finale. You know, you have the teams of the year talking and telling us that you know this is what they've been working toward and here they are you know on their big stage so it's exciting and then we're you know in a few weeks we'll be right into the spring season yes uh, that starts all over again baseball (laughs) softball track tennis um lacrosse we have lacrosse now um and in the plastic state spring teams are starting up too and it's also plastic state spring break next week it is yes where are the students going ben um, Disneyland. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> Where are they going, Joe? Uh, I would imagine, well, when I was in college, everybody went to Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's changed or not. Interesting. I, You know, there's places that, place in Texas, South mm-hmm. Padre Island, some go to Mexico, mm-hmm. some, who knows? Mm-hmm. I went down to the warm beaches of Westport, New York. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Rochester. Yeah, <laughs> actually, I did go. To, I did go to Florida one year. Hey, um, there we go. And then next week, while the students are gone, of course, we will celebrate St. Patrick's Day. Yes, uh, as a lot of people may or may not know, St. Patrick's Day in Plattsburgh used to be a major day, a major holiday, as thousands of people descended upon the city to party for here for some reason. <laughs> they got to be so much, so bad, that the city fathers went to the college and said, look, can you make spring break over St. Patrick's Day so we don't have this nightmare anymore? And they did. It was about 40 <laughs> years ago. So St. Patrick's Day is still a, a nice holiday to celebrate. It's nowhere near as big as it was 40-so uh, years ago. There's still a big party at the Fourth Ward, which is a great place to go. The Chamber of Commerce still has their Irish Women of the Year breakfast. So it is a nice day to look forward to. Got to find a place to get some nice uh, corned beef and cabbage. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Most of the grocery stores will put it on sale. Yes. But yes, yeah. Um, and some and, Guinness. Yes, that too. <laughs> yes, but yes, it's um, it's a good time to celebrate. Um, things are getting warmer. Speaking of which, people, put your clocks ahead tonight. Daylight savings time. Yes. Love it or hate it, it's here. Yes, so change that one clock in your house that doesn't change automatically. It's probably your microwave. <laughs> yes. You can change that. <laughs> microwave and the stove. Yes. I still, I'm of the age where I still remember back in the day going around the house and where you had to manually change every clock. <laughs> what were you saying about the clock in your car? Oh, is that I'll be right again. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> is for half the year I leave it an hour behind, and yes, now I'll be correct again. So I, I, I get in my car and I look and I'm like, okay, it says it's two, which means it's actually one, or vice versa. <laughs> so yeah, it's a nice little challenge to keep my brain fresh. 
because I don't know how to change the clock in my car. So, <laughs> um, I read something interesting about daylight savings time the other day. You know, there's all kinds of speculation and reasons why they do it. Mm-hmm. Um, farmers, farmers, yes, it's what he thinks. But I read something where it was the golfing industry that pushed it. Yes, they wanted more daylight, longer, so pe- more people could play golf and they could make more money. I think there's. You know, I was thinking about that last year, is that there was the whole thing in government where it's like, no, we need to end it. It's too goofy, you know, end it. And it's just that it gives you something to look forward to. In the winter, you get to look forward to an extra hour of sleep. In the spring, you get to look forward to a bit more time in the sun. So I like daylight savings time. Um, I like like fall back. I don't like spring ahead. No. You lose an hour of sleep. You do. You get an hour of sun. <laughs> <laughs> yes, said, I'm on the no, record supporting. It will be nice to have uh, daylight lasting longer. If there was a ballot that came out, we voted, keep it or lose it, I would vote to keep it. <laughs> Facebook question. Facebook question. There we go. Yes, yes. Do you? Would you support daylight savings time? <laughs> Permanently. But anyways, um, well, we, we just ran a big... Uh, full page of uh we did talking about the history and yes in the future and also the other thing which um i could stand to do actually is um checking um your smoke alarms and co2 um absolutely absolutely vital it's that you know those the kind of things that hang in your wall you don't give them a second thought and when something happens probably should change that battery yes (laughs) please do because we've had a lot of fires this winter yes uh, big ones too so we don't want to see any more of that no, nope. I know mine works because the other night I was cooking something and it went off and I'm like, oh, <laughs> it works. Good to know. <laughs> yes. But yes, check those. So. In the meantime, you can also um, check your Press Pass podcast. It's available here. It's available on Apple Podcasts. It's available on SoundCloud, PressRepublican.com. Spotify. We're working on that. <laughs> <laughs> I say that every time. But until next time, Joe. And we can get it on the Press Republican website, right? Yes, PressRepublican.com. That's a great place to get it. Yep. Um, Thanks, everyone, again for listening. We'll be back next week, hopefully, without any issues. Until then, we wish everybody a little weak side help. (laughs) 